0: Hi guys, Salam Nerds here and we want to talk to you guys about the floods in Pakistan that have damaged almost a million homes and wiped out entire villages. The flooding in Pakistan is due to climate change. The melting glaciers and torrential rain have caused the death tolls to be in the thousands with more than 33 million people displaced. One third of Pakistan is underwater. This is more than a national emergency, this is a humanitarian catastrophe. This is because the CO2 emissions produced by countries like the U.K., the U.S., Russia, and France. Pakistan does not have the infrastructure to withstand this devastation. Even though Pakistan is one of the lowest producers of GHG at 1%, it is one of the top five worst affected by climate change. We here at Salam Nurse are sending direct links to you guys to Islamic Relief so you can donate. Please donate generously. Yo, 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 salam, nerds. It's your boy Neebs, aka Watch with Needs, and I'm here with my co host, Jazz, aka The Jazz Feeder.
1: The Jazz Feeder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know what you're going to go with that. I see where you're going with that, but. Uh... Mm-hmm.
0: You know where we're going with that, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: I know where we're going with that. I appreciate it. I like that. <laughs>
0: I, I yo, that I didn't know why that villain uh, had that name, but now, now it all makes sense. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. That's going to be super cool. Um, listen, we have some people uh, on our show today, and I'm really excited. What about you, Jazz?
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to be excited, right?
0: Yeah, you have to be I'm excited. i I don't
1: have to have to be I actually really am excited. I've been waiting so long for this day because uh, one of the guests here today is actually a family member of mine. And so he's a super nerd just like me. Um, I know we said Ibrahim first, but I guess we should just like, dive into Seroch now. <laughs>
0: sure,
2: let's do Seroch first. <laughs> All
1: right. Seroch is actually my uh, sister's husband. So Seroch, please introduce yourself.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm Seroch. As, like, as Jazz said, super nerd. We've been talking nerd stuff for uh since before really, i got married so excited <laughs> to be on here with you guys
0: that's awesome that's not nepotism at all man it's
2: just <laughs> we're talking about a show that maybe has a little you know things here and there with family so yeah uh,
0: that is true that is true this show does keep it in the family <laughs> <laughs> oh man awesome well welcome welcome and next we have uh ibrahim ibrahim cold a funny falafel i saw him do some comedy some stand-up really funny guy He's even wanted to come on our show and talk about some nerd stuff man welcome ibrahim how are you
3: uh absolutely thank you so much i'm excited to be here no i'm a big nerd myself been watching lots of tv shows for many years that it's something that's close to my heart told my friends i was doing this they were like um this sounds like you this show where nerds, <laughs> nerds. talking about game of thrones and stuff like that exactly like you
1: so i'm very excited
0: that's awesome we have
1: a community
0: i know i love that isn't that cool jazz we got like a little community people come up on our lives and people just like you know want to come on our show it's so fun i love it oh man this is really 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 good um but listen i do want to talk about something a little bit more serious some of you might have noticed um before our intro there was a new thing um and, you know, listen, guys, uh, there is something that's happening right now. And if you are a fan of our podcast, if you are a fan of Miss Marvel, if you are a decent person, please donate to the Pakistan. Uh, we told our sponsors that we will not be promoting them while so we can bring attention to this cause. And they understood. And, you know, Halal Shirts will also be do- donating all their pre-seeds to the Pakistani Relief through Islamic Relief. Um, and if you guys know any other organizations that are doing stuff for Pakistan, please leave them in the comments. We will share Right now, one third of Pakistan is underwater. This is a historic flooding and thousands of people have already died. 33 million people have been affected by the disasters, schools, hospitals, farmlands, all destroyed. Uh, Pakistan only emits like one percent of the global emissions, but is still one of the top five countries to be affected by climate change. So things you can do are donate to charities like Islamic Relief, uh, force your political leaders to stand up to corporations because just a handful of them are responsible for 70 percent of the emissions.
1: So, yep, There are 100 companies responsible for 70 percent of yep. all of Earth's global greenhouse gas emissions. That's completely true.
0: Yep. And uh, please share, like, comment, any posts about Pakistan at all. And lastly, but not least, please uh, pray for the people in Pakistan. All the links will be in all of our bios, my TikTok, uh, Instagram. Uh, you can find the link for it anywhere. Uh, Jazz, anything would you like to add?
1: So um, you mentioned Islamic Relief, right? Uh, I'm going to be posting a, uh, a Google Doc with a bunch of organizations on there. And uh, there are like 20 plus orgs on here. You can donate to any of them. They all do great work. And I've personally audited their tax statements that their nonprofit has to submit every year. Um, all of them are doing good work. All of them are sustainable, which is the important thing. Uh, every now and then, you may see an org saying, oh, we donate 100% of our, your money to this cause, right? Uh, I always have an issue with that because that means it's not sustainable. You know, you need leaders. You need uh, people on the ground, like people who have been there to do this work, Right. And that means you will have to pay some salary. So if 100% is going straight to the people, you don't have a sustainable organization. Now, don't get me wrong. The orgs we're gonna, I'm gonna be posting, all of them are like 95 plus of your money will be going to the actual people, and only 5% we use for admin fees. So uh, I do want to make that clarification. Um, all these organizations are great. They're global. We've been working with them for years, and I highly recommend every single one of them.
0: Wow. Thanks, Jazz. Thanks for doing the due diligence, man. That is awesome. And we'll post yeah. that up. We'll have it up on all of our social media. Jazz, make sure you give me the link for that so I can put it in our link tree. You know what? And...
1: Let me just put it here, too. So, uh... Yeah, let's throw it here. Let's throw
0: it in the in the comment sections. Uh...
1: Yeah, I put it on the YouTube comment section and the Facebook comment section. And yeah, then I'll I don't need the link, too.
0: I don't know if people are going to memorize that link. So <laughs> let's make right, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> having it on the screen might not help as much, but definitely we'll, we'll we'll find some ways to get you guys a shorter link and we'll put them in Oral profile so that you guys can do that. Uh, this is something that's very important to us. If you care about us at all in any way this is the number one way you can support us having a platform is not worth shit to us if we can't make a difference in this Correct. kind of way so thank you everybody uh and you know let's let's get started with the show let's get started uh with the house of the dragon and jazz let's talk about that intro that intro <laughs>
1: was pretty
0: fire we did not have that intro last time and now we do um What do you think about that intro, Jazz? Tell us.
1: The blood rushing down and, like, popping up every little thing. I'm just like, what is this foreshadowing? Like, I was just blown away at the incredible amount of detail they put into just that intro. Like, that intro could have probably taken a million dollars right there. Let's be real, right? And so I think we're in for a wild ride because if they're putting this much effort into, like, the small things, right— imagine how good the story is going to be.
0: Mm, fair, fair. Because they mm-hmm. said that the intro has a lot of meaning behind it because it is the Targaryen family tree and the mm-hmm. blood represents who dies, which is really, really cool. Uh, Saros, why don't you tell us like what you thought of the intro?
2: Yeah, I mean, listening to that music, the iconic music coming in, you know, brought back a lot of those feelings. I wasn't sure if Ramin was going to keep it the same or different. He has that tendency to slightly change up things and motifs. So I loved that. I will say the one critique I had. I love the Game of Thrones intro. It was very like, practical, right? Useful. You could see like the different uh, settings, right, on the map of, of where they're going to be, the different places. This one, I, I love the, the visuals. I had a hard time with the different sort of gears and, and showing like the different events, right, in Targaryen history and things like that. Like I had to have people on Reddit, like you know, pause and zoom in and, and figure out like what each of those things meant. So. That's my only, like slight like criticism of it is like I wish it was a little bit more like, I mean, Game of Thrones one was like, you know, one in a million, like like it's probably one of the best ones of all time. So love the music, love the visuals. I wish it was a little bit more. It's hard bar to, to live up to, but something like the, the original, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ibrahim, what about you, man? Did you expect to have the same music? Did you think it was going to do like, give you the same kind of feels as the original Game of Thrones?
3: Well I think like you mentioned the first episode they didn't have that intro so I I wasn't expecting it to be the same person I thought they were going to go in a very different direction and then I was surprised I was like oh my god I know this I know this music I know what's going on and then like (laughs) you see it but it's like different enough visually that it is its own like show so it's like a perfect kind of spin off vibes for me where it's different enough but similar enough I, I liked it personally yeah.
0: Nice, nice. Um all right, so let's get into the episode, man. Uh the episode kind of starts off with the nickname that I gave for Jazz, the crab feeder. And <laughs> I was like, oh yo, first episode, I'm like, what kind of dumbass name is the crab feeder? <laughs> and, and then you see the visuals of the crab like picking that guy's feet and eating it while he's alive, bro. That was good. That was good. What do you think, Chad?
1: I mean, it was a little it, it's Game of Thrones, right? I was going to say it's a little gratuitous, but you know what? why should we expect anything less mm-hmm. this is game of thrones right they're gonna do the gory details on every little thing like you saw the gangrene the skin rotting and the crabs eating it away i was like oh oh this is a good this is a good scene um but um, uh I don't, i'm not sure we should admit this but the first thing that came to my mind when i saw that was the crab rave song have y'all like y'all know I- what i'm talking about no, we,
0: none of us have any idea what what you're talking about. Please, please right. explain jazz.
1: You know what? <laughs> we'll edit this
2: later. But uh...
0: you know what? I should Mitten, know it
2: as a DJ, I, right? But I don't.
0: I, I feel like we might not need to <laughs> explain this. What is this jazz? Is it? Is, here, is, here, here, here. I
1: was leaving it in the comments. Um, is there a way we can pull that up? Actually,
0: uh, I think so. Uh, I think if you hit the last button with the cinema layout, you can you can do it. You have a dual screen, you wanna try it? I do. Oh my God, this might be a disaster. We don't know. Uh, All right, Jazz, try it. See how do I,
1: it's not letting me do the thing.
0: Oh, we should have tested it out. I don't know if we know how to do
1: this.
0: (laughs) It's not letting you do it?
1: It's not letting me do it.
0: You gotta hit share first, I think. At the bottom.
1: Oh, you know what, let me just do that real quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Jazz is gonna show us, man. I hope it's not something creepy.
1: (laughs) It's not creepy, relax.
0: I don't know, Jazz. I don't know about you.
1: <laughs> that's, that's fair. Oh, wait, wait. I screwed that up. <laughs> Let me try that again because I forgot to hit share audio.
0: Oh, this is so cool. I love this feature. I never used it before, guys. We have never used this feature before, but if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the live video and audio while we're watching it.
1: All right, so check this out. I'm going to fast forward a bit Okay
0: All right, it's just a bunch of crabs on an island. Wait for it. (laughs) I'm trying to get the podcast people some audio.
1: I can't believe y'all haven't heard of this. No. This is the scene I was talking about. This is what came to my mind when I was watching Game of Thrones.
0: (laughs) Jazz, I want the last three minutes of my life back. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? You. you, It's crab rave. You bring dishonor on your family. You bring dishonor on your cow. (laughs) You bring dishonor on your crab. (laughs) Oh, man. We 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 apologize to the people listening <laughs> on the podcast who don't have any freaking don't know Jad just showed us some video about a bunch of crabs dancing. I don't know why.
2: Oh come I on, that's so unbranded. With now for me. With that.
0: All right, all right, all right. Listen,
1: listen, man.
0: All right. Forget the crabs. Let's we'll talk about something. <laughs> A little more exciting.
1: You're not ask to guess about the crabs. Just don't crabs now.
0: I'm done with crabs, man. <laughs> we, we all have had crabs now, and so we're done with that. <laughs> Do we want to go around the room getting everyone's opinion on the crabs?
3: All right, Ibrahim. Go ahead, Ibrahim. Give us your opinions on the crabs. The crabs are crabs, man. That's what I got to say. No. <laughs> No, actually I, I it reminded me of that uh, Harry Potter scene and I think there's a lot of memes about it as well with New Scamander when he when he goes with the creatures and he does his like little crab dance and they were like oh, that's how you de- defeat the crab feeders, do the little new Scamander scene and you'll you'll win. That's so funny. So that was hilarious.
0: <laughs>
1: damn, you're such a nerd, I love it.
3: I got
0: you. <laughs> All right, man. All right. You know what? Let let's talk let's talk about something a little more exciting than crab. Let's talk about the most handsome man in all of uh, House of the Dragons, uh, Kristen Cole. We got to see him get uh, picked for the King's uh, Guard, which I thought was pretty cool, and I really liked the way
2: um, uh, Renera went about picking him. Uh, Saroj, what do you think? Yeah, that was perfect. I mean, right before that, she was, you know, trying to give some advice in, in the, the, the the small council, and Otto was like, ah, "Can can we do something else with you?" and then still follows her while she was. They're just, you know, always undermining her. But you can see that she actually has, you know, some good thought behind it. That okay, this is a, a guy who actually has some, you know, battle experience in this time of peace. He's one of the few people among any of them, you know. And I was like, well, you know, we need to get these, you know, alliances. And she's like, no, like I want to do what's actually practical and, and makes sense. And hey, if he looks good too, you know, it's not <laughs> it doesn't hurt on on the side too. So I thought she's making some good decisions there.
0: Ibrahim, do you think his looks had any uh, wavering on why he was picked, man? Because that's a, that's a good-looking dude, bro. That's a good-looking dude.
3: You know what? I watched your first episode when you talked about him, and I was like, I'm going to talk about they, they talk about like they, they like emphasize so much you can feel the main characters or like the important characters in game of thrones so easily just by who's good looking like who's the person who's gonna create like trouble or drama in like the, this world is always this super good looking knight or super good looking dude you know he's not showing up for one episode there's gonna be something else there's gonna be more drama and something so it was like i felt like they had like foreshadowed a little bit in the first episode and now we're seeing him in action but really my favorite moment with him is later on when we meet like when he actually gets into action as a couple oh of we'll, we'll,
0: we'll get into that because that that that's on yeah. my list and that is one of my favorite moments soon <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll definitely get into that um but i don't know if i think he's going to be um we, we, we can't know for game of thrones man a- anything goes like you could be the hottest person in the world like jason momoa and only last one season right that's <laughs> What do you guys think?
3: One season is a lot for Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, fair, okay. <laughs> One of the best characters ever lasted one season is uh, Sean Z So, like, yeah, you never know.
0: That is true, man. Ned Stark, uh, so many people only last one season. So, yeah, you know, it's a good thing. Um, all right, cool. So let's talk about the creepiest part of this season <laughs> so far and you guys know what i'm talking about um <laughs> the child bride <laughs> oh man that was um a very creepy scene um i guess you know makes sense for you know that time i i don't know what time it is but you know what they're trying to do um jazz, i you have thoughts share <laughs> i
1: mean uh... Like, I was expecting someone, you know, 14 maybe, right? Like, it's still young, but it's still disgusting. But it's not as disgusting as this girl being, like, nine years old. Like...
0: That makes sense. But I feel like what they wanted to do is they wanted to give people uh, a reference point for... Alicent, right? Because, like, Allison is also just 15.
1: She's, like, a and... year or two older than her, right? Like, yeah, it doesn't make any difference. Like...
0: But, like, I think they wanted it was, like, they wanted to paint this illusion that, like, she is very, very young, which makes Alicent look, like, not as bad of an option, right? Sarosha, what do you think? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I did want to just talk about the ages a little bit too. So I'm going to be very careful with book spoilers and stuff like that. Because I know we're going to be mindful about that. But <laughs> there are a couple of, of changes there that I don't think are spoilers or anything or like big things for the future. But like in the original, like Song of and Byer, they aged up those characters quite a bit, right? In those books, they were like preteens and teens and they brought them up. And in this one, like Renera was like eight in the books and, and Allison's 18, So there's like, you know, that's a big change that they made, you know, Mm -hmm. for the show. They made that change and they've made them both like 14, 15 for this. So, and I think it's, I think jazz is right. I think it was to show that difference of like, okay, it's not as bad as the the eight, eight, nine year old, you know, but it's obviously still problematic, but there's something different there. So I think, I mean, that change has been such a a big deal, but I think one, like the really critical to the show, I mean, we can talk about in the later, you know, what, what ends up happening Uh, That betrayal, or you know, that complex relationship between them, but I think that's like a really important point.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it is a very important point because you know, Allison is basically best friends with Renera, and maybe even more than best friends. We don't know, right? You Mm -hmm. saw that look that she gave. Yeah, well, you, you you saw that look, and that is not a look of someone who just lost a friend. That is someone who lost someone more than a friend. What do you guys think, Ibrahim?
3: no man, it's not just that it's it's also the vulnerability they share in that scene when she gets her to pray you know like there's there's some kind of thing with her like there's something and even in that first episode i was like there's some weird vibes going on between those two because like she's like lying on her lap she's sharing all her secrets like they're ve- they're a little bit more than they you know game of thrones you never know <laughs> if they're friends or not you know it's like in that world so that's the one thing um if i could comment on the age thing as well because i was watching with my friends and then We were like all like hating on the situation with him, you know, trying to be with a 15 year old. And then we see the 12 year old and we're like, go back, go back. (laughs) 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 That's so funny.
0: Go back, go back. But like, I I did, you know what? Honestly, man, that scene was so creepy that I even felt bad for the actress that had to do that scene. Cause that was just the, the words that she was saying were so creepy, bro. It just didn't feel right. Um, I, I felt very very uncomfortable in that scene. I feel like most that. Uh, Cyril, so you, you were gonna say something.
2: Well, I was just saying the the actress who plays Allison has come out and interviews. She's uh, herself queer in real life and said they yes. did they did play that scene with some you know ambiguity like that, that first episode and as well as this scene. That, so there is some of that you know adolescent female friendship. You know, so it, it's not that it's just that kind of thing. I think you know they played to that definitely. So I think that came across for sure.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I thought that was that was a that was, yeah. It, it brings up a lot of questions about their relationship, which I think is really really interesting. Um, but it almost felt like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like reverse grooming. What she was doing to uh, <laughs> to the king. Like, what do you guys think about that, Jazz?
1: Um, what was my theory last week on this? I don't remember. I, yeah, mm-hmm. this was it. That uh, Otto, what's his name? Um, was like. Behind the baby dying. Oh, yes. yes, He was setting it up for his daughter to take over the throne eventually. And here we are within an episode. Six months later, she's marrying the king. Well, by spring, she'll marry the king. But there it is. That is very devious, man. That is. um... Right. And look, the only person who wasn't shocked when the king announced he was going to marry. Was Otto. Right. Even Allison was shocked. The whole council was shocked. His daughter was shocked. Otto wasn't.
0: Because you know why? There was a... Otto is mad slick, man. He's mad slick. So this is what he did, right? Uh, He was, like, telling her that, oh, you have to figure out this air situation, right? And then, like, all of this stuff you have to do. And then when he's like, oh, I got a proposal for a bride, he's like, well, you know... I don't envy you. You got to, like, get married so quickly, which I thought was really shady because once he (laughs) found out that he was trying to get somebody else, he's like, I don't envy you, man. You know, you should have somebody that actually cares for you. And then he's, like, thinking, "Mm, Allison does. Interesting. Uh, Sarosh, what do you think about that?
2: I mean, you nailed it. Like, that scene, he uses those, like, subtle words. Like, it's your duty, you know, to do those things. And and he's been kind of scheming. You know, I think of all the players, he's scheming from, from the backgrounds. Talking to him, definitely uh, doing some of that manipulation for sure, in, in a creepy way, of course. But uh, yeah, hundred percent. He he's definitely putting those chess pieces out.
0: It yeah, almost man. it almost feels like Inception, right? He was planting the idea in his head. And then he thought he thought of it. What do you think? Man?
1: Oh, dude, creepy for sure. Like, <laughs> homegirls fifteen, and this dude straight up pimping out his daughter. Like, hey, hey, go comfort the king. His wife just died. Like, bro. <laughs> That's
0: wild. That is wild, man. Um, but hey, whatever you gotta do to get to the uh, the iron throne, right? get uh, <laughs> we'll see.
1: Yes, men are made. just like uh, they're saying at the very end that you know, our, we work for what we do. and by we work, I mean I will pit my daughter out and get her married to the king. That's how we do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, well, speaking of men who have ambitions for the throne, let's talk about my favorite character. Damon <laughs> Jazz, Death. what do you think about him uh, stealing the egg and uh, starting a little little beef, a little little tension with the king?
1: I thought it was a good move actually. Yeah, explain like sometimes he's gotta be a little chaotic, start some things up to really test their metal. And oh my cause here's the thing, like if the king cannot handle his brother, he sure as hell cannot handle any of his enemies from the free cities, right? So right. just from that perspective alone, his brother is preparing him for something bigger. Uh, granted it was like a, a dick move very scary you know dragons are weapons and highly revered in Targaryen culture but I thought it was cool I thought it was a good move and like his reasoning was solid and it allowed it's like there's a phrase I live by right great men are forged in fire mm-hmm. he started this fire for what came next
0: there there I, I did like the fact that when Otto came out and everybody was like oh they're gonna fight um and then the dragon comes out and mm-hmm. he's like oh what you want to do now huh what you want to do now also let's talk about damon's smack talking because he was smack talking and then kristen was like for, damon was like oh i don't even know who you are kristen's like oh i remember you when i knocked you off your horse <laughs> ibrahim that <laughs> what do you think about that trash talking
3: Yeah, no, I thought that was really good. I think a lot of the dialogue in that scene was really pristine between, like, all the different characters. Each one of them kind of saying things in a way that is going to, like, edge on the person or get them to do, you know, get them to, like, start something. Like, everyone's trying to start something and no one wants to back down. So it was really fun to see that. And then when Kristen goes, hey, I remember
1: knocking you down. And it was like, Mm -hmm. "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm. something's about to start. (laughs)
0: Best clapback of the night, man. Best clapback of the night.
1: <laughs> Is that going to be the entire show? Just like a bunch of people being witty and just...
0: <laughs> yeah, I I want to keep track of all the clapbacks and see who have the best clapbacks. That'll be my TikTok. I'm just going to collect them all.
1: I love it. Oh,
2: Sir, yeah. were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say... Uh... in in that back and forth, right? Like that's where Otto I think falls apart a little bit, right? Like he's trying to go up against Damon and he can't like do that little witty back and forth. Whereas, you know, Crispin you know, he's like, you you know, that old age old trick of, oh, let me mispronounce your name. He comes back with an all timer. And then just uh, one additional point to that is this is where I think this show is amazing for everyone. People have not read the books, people have read the books because literally in the book, three lines, right? It's three lines. Damon stole the egg, Viserys gets mad, Damon returns the egg. That's it. This was one of the most, like, beautiful scenes of Return to Dragonstone, like, when they were coming in. It was just great cinematography, the dragon. You get this entire, like, fleshing out of what happened, and that's what's awesome about this, because, you know, the book is just, like, this historical record, and now in the show we get to see these beautiful, you know, scenes. It's awesome. Oh,
0: wow. So this was only like three lines and they made like a whole scene out of it. It's like the uh, Rogue One. Rogue One is like a movie based on like three lines of dialogue. Is that what happened here?
2: Yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, this is just one example. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be more throughout. It's just like literally these three lines and they made this entire sort of scene about where Otto goes and you get this all time clap back and the beautiful visuals. Yeah. So it's all like expanded on because all, all we know is things that happen, but we don't know how they happen. And I think that's where this show is like awesome for everyone.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, man. one thing
1: i want to point out there is that uh when the dragon came in and landed on the bridge i was impressed that bridge could hold the weight of a dragon and all the people on there like Dragonstone is straight up designed for this stuff and i thought that was a cool little detail because if they did that in king's landing or any of the other cities their whole thing would collapse right there so they're really going the extra mile with the show and I, and i really appreciate that <laughs>
0: That is really cool. I, I really like that. I also just like the way uh Renarius um she came in and then she came through this um she came on there and then she just like walked through and like she just handled her business, right? And like she's the only one that he could listen to. And the way Damon was holding the egg, that like, you knew he did not care about the egg. That was not why he was there. He was just quote unquote egging him on. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Uh, but no, I thought it was really cool because she was like, "Yo, if you want this, go ahead, kill me." And he was like, "All right, call my bluff. You can have this egg. I'm done." Uh, what do you guys think of uh, her coming down and handling business, uh, Sirosh?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's perfect. This is what she wanted to do, right? Before with going to the the, uh, the crab feeder, and they kind of missed her side, and she did it without any bloodshed. She was able to. She's the only one that can really talk to Damon like that. And yeah, you know. he, he He's playing the little, you know, brother that's like trolling and egging on and, and wanted Vistress to be there. But, she, you know, she handled that perfectly. And I think Otto saw that. You, know, right? you see Otto looking at her like kind of, you know, I can't control her. I can't control her like I can maybe manipulate, you know, her dad. So I think that, you know, all these things are kind of setting up. So I thought she, I liked it.
0: That's good. Ibrahim, what did you think about that scene of Ranares and uh, coming in with the dragon and showing up?
3: So actually, Sorosh, I, I disagree with you. I think Otto may have planned this. I mean, that's my theory, is that mm-hmm. Otto is, like, really cunning. And you can see Rhaenyra's reaction when she finds out which egg it is. She's, like, ready to go. She'd mentioned already previously that she's a dragon rider. Otto stops the king from going. And then this is a great opportunity to make the heir look vulnerable by having her rush into a situation she's not ready for. Because otherwise, if she hadn't shown up, Otto would have died. That would have been his worst strategic Like, like, option because you like, I felt like he was very close to like
2: perishing. I don't think Damon Damon would have actually, I guess, yeah, Damon's unstable, but I don't know if he would have like gone through with it. But yeah, who knows how many moves ahead they're all thinking. That's like the beauty of Game of Thrones, right?
3: Yeah, you never know. You never know. No, absolutely. I I just thought that like, I felt like Otto like had a little bit of a hand in it because he felt too vulnerable than usually is. And so I was like, "Hmm, there's something up his sleeve.
1: Okay, so what I think happened, Otto wanted to stand up and show that he is strong, and therefore, that he wanted to unite their houses, right? This was another play for him to get the king to marry his daughter. However, he bit off way more than he could chew, because he was not prepared for that. No one there was. I mean, let's be real. drakaris they're all dead, right? Uh, when Renera came in, she straight up saved him. And... I also think this was a heart-to-heart conversation between, you know, her her uncle and herself because when she said, all right, go ahead and kill me, right? This is her saying, I didn't choose to be heir. Right. right? This was not on me. And if you're pissed about that, go do your thing. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. Right? She was ready to die because it wasn't her choice. And I think that's when her uncle kind of realized, like, oh, snap, wait a second. She's also as much of a victim in this as me here. All right, fine. Take your stupid egg. Whatever. We're done.
0: <laughs> he threw that shit like a
1: volleyball. <laughs> he just like. Yeah, he just like. <laughs> I thought that was really. I, I'm also pretty sure that was like like ad lib. I don't think that was actually part of the script. I think he's just like like it was like meant to go back to him, but he just kind of at his own little uh, flair to it. Like,
0: I believe it. Matt Smith would do that. Matt Smith oh, is. Yeah. Hilarious. I love that dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it was very interesting. I, I, you know, what I thought, I, I didn't know he was bluffing. I thought he really did get the whore pregnant. I don't know what's her name, like uh, what was her name? <laughs> I forgot her name. Uh, what is it, Miss like, Sandra oh, or something? I don't know, man. No, uh, Miss Sandra
1: was from the last game. Of the oh, yeah. It I sounds, it's it's sound
0: something, it sounds something similar, but uh, his, 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 his boot thing, you know? <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> yeah. And like she was pissed off, man. And I like that they gave her a little bit of storyline too, and like a little bit of character development. And she's like, "Hey, I am here because I wanted to feel safe. And now you put me in a position where like, yo, I'm not safe anymore. So like, what the hell, uh, Ibrahim? What do you think about that?"
3: I thought she was really interesting. I mean, she didn't seem like as significant to me in the first episode, and then in the second episode where she's played with. And, you know, there are characters, like, that are played with that way or used as pawns, but then she stands up and she's like, actually, I took control of my life. I came to you because I was trying to look for freedom. So she had some interesting thoughts and ideas, and it also, like, sheds light on some of the social issues that are impacted in the show as well because, you know, um, uh, human trafficking and and slavery and all these things are still, like— happening so it's really interesting to see from her perspective where she's like no i'm i'm looking to break free even uh, i'm marrying you i'm look, i was looking for some kind of freedom and some kind of like difference and control and something to change and so on and so forth so it's really interesting her take on it as well
0: yeah that that makes a lot of sense okay very cool very cool uh Sir, what about you
2: yeah i mean i think again she talked about being passed around right you know that that's her background and she's looking for that safety i do question if you know Damon's the guy that's you know <laughs> you can rely on to be safe with he's you know, he's, he's the rogue prince right he's the, you know the the title character right so if that's what she's expecting from this i don't know if that's you know the the best if that's the outcome that that's gonna happen there you know that that's something that's a little um on her part i i get what she's looking for but Damon is the unstable as the, as the rogue prince i don't know if that's the best choice for her but i get what she's looking for.
0: For me, I feel like Damon gives me uh, uh, Tyrion uh, Lannister vibes, where, like, you know, he is a little against the grain. He's got a really fresh mouth. He's got clapbacks. And then he's also, like, in love with, you know, these common women, right? Or these prostitutes and stuff like that. And he's ready to be like, yeah, I don't care who is betrothed to me. I'm going to be with this person. So it kind of holds up to the theory that Tyrion was actually a Lannister, which Jazz said last time
1: yeah um <laughs> a targaryen you mean but yeah. oh, targaryen
0: sorry what did i say
1: you said um, Lannister. he is oh, Lannister. Yeah. but the theory yeah. is that he was a targaryen he's a dragon rider but that theory never came true um her name is lady myseria and uh that's what it was uh just you know want to clear that up uh man i had one issue with her and it's not her per se it's actually the showrunners who did the casting. Um. This is the first time we've seen an Asian-American character on the show, right? Is it? Or an Asian character.
0: I don't even know.
1: Yeah, and they made her a whore. <laughs> like, that is some... Um, oh, shit. I, yeah. I didn't realize that. That's, like, a trope, and I'm just so tired of seeing it. Like, Asian women are more than just, you know, ladies of the night. Like,
0: I, sucks. <laughs> I, I didn't... First of all, I'm stupid, because... I didn't even realize she was Asian. And then, like, that is pretty messed up. I didn't even put two and two together. Wow, thanks for pointing that out,
1: Jazz. Yeah, I mean, these things you got to, like, pay attention to. Because it's very subtle, right? Like, yeah. most people, I don't think most people even noticed how messed up this is. But when I saw that, I'm like, oh, not again.
0: Oh, man. Because when I saw her, I thought she looked like Olivia Munn. So I was like, oh, like she, she had, like, an ambiguous look. But you're right, she's, she's Asian. And... Oh, man. That is horrible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nope. No good. No good. No good. All right. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to... uh, Well, speaking of Damon, right? um, I do like this, like, brotherly admiration that he kind of has. Because, like, when um, Corleus is uh, talking shit about his brother, he's like, Listen, I can talk shit about my brother. You cannot. I thought, that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, what about you, Ibrahim?
3: Yeah, no, it's it, it shows you that there's a depth to him, that he's not just being crazy, or he's not just trying to be defiant, or he's not full of hate. He understands that there are, like, other things that are at play that are causing his brother to do this and other people around him that he's not happy with, obviously, like Otto and others. So it just shows that there is, like, a deeper connection to him to the family then he kind of shows outwardly or sometimes displays with his actions like it in, in uh like the last episode or or other moments
0: true sarosh what about you
2: sorry i cut off the first thing but uh, yeah I, I guess my my thoughts on that are yeah what we saw in that first episode when he was sort of banished he i think what he was telling his brother was, was very true like he <laughs> wants to be there by his side you know he thinks that there's some you know weaknesses or or some uh vulnerabilities that brother has like, that he wants to be there to protect him and and so he says look like all, all of you all you can't say those things about it, it's that complicated relationship i think at the end of the day he, he wants to truly be there for him um circumstances haven't allowed that and i think that he still struggles with that uh,
1: jazz i think this is what the show is doing exceptionally well is that every character here morally they're not black or white they're all gray and different shades of gray Right? Um, his brother, he wants to be the heir, right? He will instigate a fight with his brother. Is he good or bad? Uh, you know, he's jealous of his niece. Is he good? Is he bad? He didn't kill her, he gave the egg back. Uh, Otto, you know, he actually has the interests of the realm at heart, but he wants, you know, his bloodline to ascend to the throne. So he may have killed the heir for a day. Um, the master of coin. Right? Like, one time he's on one side, one time is on the other. Uh, Lord Coral is like, you know, he, his wife obviously did not get the throne. There's some resentment there, but she also cares enough about uh, Renera to tell her some things, even though it's misplaced and rooted in patriarchy. Uh, but she still, you know, has some feeling and caring for her. Lord himself, you know, he wanted <laughs> the kingdom area is like. <laughs> what seemed to me like a nine-year-old daughter i mean yeah she was 14 or whatever, 13 or whatever but like they're all gray and the show does a very good job about that
0: yeah i agree i feel like there is a i I really do feel like when he said that he cares about his brother he's not lying he definitely does not trust the people in the council and Mm -hmm. he's like listen if something happens to you I need to be there because I can handle it. I can make shit happen, right? Um, and I, I think he truly believes that. And I think he, in his mind, thinks he's the hero of the story. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But you did mention um, uh, corliss and Lady uh, Rhaenyra's, right? And what do you guys think about her relationship with Rhaenyra, right? I feel like it is a very complicated relationship. And I feel like from one point, she's like, She's like, "Hey, if somebody was going to stop the patriarchy, it should have been me, right? Why do you get to?" And I feel like she's having this kind of resentment towards her, Ibrahim. What do you think?
3: No, I totally agree with you. That that like tit for tat that we're having for for a bit, like that was really interesting to see like the conflict between them because she's the queen that ne- queen that never was and then she's supposed to be the future queen. So it's like that that complication of like you know, someone kind of putting someone else down because they didn't get the chance to be that, and keep being kind of annoyed that their success means they're like not uh, not an opportunity for them to be successful as well. And student loan, really <laughs> S- student loan forgiveness.
0: Student loan forgiveness. <laughs> Fact. could not resist. Sorry. what about you?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, you guys nailed it. There's that, uh, yeah, I mean, literally her nickname is the, the queen who never was. There's some of that resentment. And I think actually even Corlys feels that, you know, because it's a, it's in his best interest, you know, those things that he feels just as much. And then I loved um, Renera's response to that. She's like, you know, when I'm queen, I'll change the order. And that's like super, you know, Daenerys vibes, you know, like I'm going to break the wheel. Like you get, what I really like about this show is that You have some of the same motifs, elements, but it is different, but you get some of those same vibes and those feelings, and I absolutely love that part. So, so,
0: you know, on one side, we have the patriarchy. The other side... There's a subtle hints to like, you know, race and stuff because Corleus has to literally be the richest man in the entire world just to get a seat at the table. Right. And even then he feels like he isn't, you know, uh, treated with respect. And then we find out that, you know, even though he's of Valerian descent and he still had to come up through his bootstraps and like, you know, make something of himself from scratch, which I thought was pretty interesting. Jazz, what do you think about that?
1: <laughs> um, What i think about everybody who says they come up from the bootstraps they're all dirty liars but uh, <laughs> uh the there.
0: <laughs> it's a very he had a very republican line right
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> nobody ever makes it all by themselves i always hate those lines um that's line at the end where he said that you know i had to spend my belief there because you know i'll be very honest i would have lashed out but it's a TV show and I got to take a step back and be like you right. Know what, fine. Let me, right yeah let me just accept that for what it is for now <laughs> nice. um uh, man but uh that line uh pulling for the bootstrap's fine I mean if he did make it all the way up I do appreciate that the show gave some form of meritocracy here uh you know it's not enough but cool like yeah. you know so he he was of darker skin he still made it good for him
0: yeah. I, I am very excited to to see where that goes. And I'm very excited for the next episode. So, you know, with that being said, thank you guys for being on the show. Really appreciate you being here. Uh, let me give you guys some time to promote where people can find you. Ibrahim, let us know where people can find you. Give us... Uh... Oh, and closing thoughts.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, and then we'll do closing thoughts. Yeah, give us your closing thoughts and where people can find you.
3: Sure. So closing thoughts, a couple of things I wanted to mention is the first one is like... Uh, Personally, one of the things that I'm having trouble with over this show in general is that Game of Thrones had so many different storylines, and this is one storyline. So that's something that I'm like struggling with and trying to learn about and, and get to know. I haven't read the books, by the way, but it's just an interesting, like, very change of dimensions. Um, so it's just interesting to see that in this show. And then the second thing quickly wanted to mention as well is that uh, Otto's, like, nickname online, I don't know if y'all have seen that, but people are like, Comparing him to Littlefinger, so they call him Middlefinger, which I think is- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that is a great nickname. That's also good. For
0: that. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, tell people and where then, they can find you. Oh, what, were there more? Were there more? No,
3: no, no where they okay. can find me? Yes. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the funny uh Always there for the vibes.
0: <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you know, can't wait to see you. uh Hopefully, you know, see him on Instagram. Are you on TikTok? You gotta get on TikTok, man. That's where all the comedians are, man.
3: Yeah, I, I tried TikTok. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's exactly for me, but I'm trying to build up like like stage work as well a little bit, but really excited to have come on this show. This was really fun and like uh, a, a great experience to just talk stuff about, you know, uh, TV shows. Love it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, Sarosh, how about you, man? Give us your clothing thoughts and where people can find you.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to start with what Jazz said, and I think your guest last week well Will Zenith nailed it, right? Everyone in the show... Great characters. And I think the showrunners and George R. R. Martin have come out and said, like, that's what makes this show so unique. You know, Game of Thrones, we had those characters that you could almost everyone could root for, like Arya, Tyrion, you had, and like kind of Jazz laid out, every character here has some, you know, this moral gray, like, you love Damon, but there's a little bit, you know, things, or I maybe mean, Nibs used to love him no matter what, because he's Matt Smith, but, I, <laughs> you know, there's th- there's things there that I really, really enjoy about the show that, you know, that those complexities, those real life relationships, and then that level of detail, like um, Jazz was also saying with, with the start that permeates through the show I'll, I'll quickly say like the original show they brought on a language like creator to make the nathraki language they brought that same group of person here to do uh high valerian right yeah and, and and all the actors are learning it and they're just all so dedicated i mean it's been a ride I've, I've definitely enjoyed the first two episodes looking forward um to the rest and yeah thanks for having me on i guess my my side gig the other thing i do is music so uh on tiktok i'm at dj surreal music but uh, we'd love to uh, come back on with with the nerd stuff. This is this was Oh on the pro.
1: yeah. You're always welcome. All right? You're family. This is okay. nepotism here, okay?
0: <laughs> Listen, I, I I've been telling Jazz forever that like we need to get you to make us a theme song. because we can have a little theme song in the beginning? <laughs>
2: I'm going to use the the music that Jazz sent earlier, right? The Crab Rave. I'll I'll incorporate that. No. Oh, yes.
0: no. <laughs> no, please don't. I take it back. I take it back. Th-
2: this too, is how too, Jazz oh. and I maneuver and take over, right? Through family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're no. going to Neves out. It's supposed to be me and him.
0: <laughs> Hostile takeover. This is how you break the wheel. <laughs> well, thank you everybody. We also steal. Listen, thank you, everybody, for joining us. This was a lot of fun, and we'll definitely have you guys on again. And uh, until next time, guys, salam, nerds, and don't forget to donate to the Pakistani flood relief, man. Uh, We really, really appreciate it if you do. And until then, guys, see you next time.
1: Peace.